They they are good gummies, but they're like vitamin vitamin. Are they like ke- ketamine? <laughs> no. Uh, like like heroin? No, it's like amphetamines. No, jankum. It's not jankum. You know what? what yes, it's jankum. She got oh, some j- really jankum good gummies. She got some really good jankum gummies. <laughs> Fucking. Uh. All right, let's let's come back in and for at future editing, Luke. Let's just make that the the stinger. What what the fuck he just said? Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Hello, dear listeners, and welcome. To another, hey, I've got an idea show that there. That's my brother, Mason. Ball shot, Williams. And that over there is my brother, Luke Frisbee Golf, Williams. Hmm. See, uh, listeners, we got a, a constant upskirt going. Uh, Mason is providing us. Oh, we're uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna pull the curtain back, so to speak. No, don't don't pull the curtain back. But also, uh, I you know how could I sit on this one? Clearly, you oh. are sitting on this one. But uh, well, I mean, you could just frisbee golf and just like huck a disc at your balls. <laughs> at my balls. I yes. don't. I I don't want to do that. I I w- I don't want you to do that. Yeah, but, but okay. So it's your name. What what I'm talking about here is that Mason does indeed have a skirt on and is not uh, is not clothed uh, beneath that. And the sounds you're hearing right now, it is full on uh, testicles pointed at the microphone, and also therein you know, his mouth. He's pointing both his balls and his mouth at, at the mic right now, and that, but, that's but what But my hearing. balls are not in my mouth. I'm not that flexible. Yeah. So, this is an invention podcast. It was super important that you told them about my skirt. I feel like it, like, our audience is not going to be too surprised. We we could cut it all. We You want to you wanna start I, you, over? You could cut it all. My empire of dirt. Uh, I will let you down. <laughs> but that's not even I will how it goes. make you Kurt. Oh, that that that's the jag. Can't you can't just leave him expecting the the you know predictable answer. You gotta gotta zig and then zag. Did I say well, jag? Kurt is a ball player. So, uh, what we do here on this podcast, if this, uh, for some godforsaken reason, is your first episode, uh, is we get a suggestion, uh, and then we got to invent whatever that thing is, uh, improve upon the existing designs, and uh, make something new right before your very ears. That's just how goddamn creative we are. We could just do that. We're we're needlessly creative, you might say. Yeah, you could even say that. So this week, what are we masoning, masoning, my brother Macon? Uh, I'm so glad you asked, Luke. Uh, we're inventing the next big new 
Superfood. Superfood. Okay. Uh, does that mean sort of like a trendy food or is it? Yeah. Like, like, you know how acai got really big? Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Similar thing. We want to have some sort of food that's got kick-ass nutrients and then you, you haven't heard of it. And then all of a sudden it's on fucking everything. Hmm. Uh, I, I, I promised, uh, our friend John that we would get him on for the next food episode. I didn't even think of that, but that's okay. Uh, because this one yeah, is, well, this is also like a more nutritional, uh, sort of approach. It's not really about the cooking per se. Right. So granted. Hmm. So, okay. So, so I want to, before we lead in, I, I do want to talk a bit about Popeye. Popeye. Okay. So see, you know why Popeye gets strong from eating spinach? Uh, is it the iron? Yes, yes. Uh, see, there was Wait, really? this study uh, that uh, that was done, nutritional study, like a hundred fucking years ago, literally like a hundred years ago. Okay. Uh, and they, I guess, misplaced it by a power of ten, and so there was this scientific figure that went out to the general public that was wrong, that was like, hey, spinach has shit tons of iron in it. So everybody eats spinach and it'll make you all big and strong and cure your anemia. Uh, And so as a result of that, there was this public consciousness thing that everybody thought spinach was super duper healthy. And it is it is very healthy. It's just not that full of iron. But anyway, because people were thinking, holy shit, spinach is the healthiest food ever. Now, all of a sudden, you've got Popeye eating the canned spinach and it makes him super strong and he beats up Bluto or Brutus, who are two different characters. Don't at me. Uh, speaking of uh, a Bluto. Bluto, yeah. Bluto. Uh, I just want to mention a fun little portmanteau of what's actually in my fridge right now. Uh, a little okay. superfood of my own that I've been making. Is um, it a combination of blueberries and tomato? Uh, no, it's not a, a Bluto. It's, uh, it's a bloon. A bloon, uh, you say? So I'm rehydrating some prunes in some, in some liquid, uh, which, as it turns out, Highly recommended. Very tasty. Uh, but uh, uh, I th- threw a little touch of almond extract in there to see like how, you know, the flavor got into the fruit. Uh, but it's it's dried plum, so it's getting rehydrated with this uh, with this water. And I uh, just put a little bit of blue food coloring in there. So uh, blue blue prunes, bloons. Uh, okay, that's that's similar to something that I have done. Okay. Uh, which is uh, vodka gummy bears? Vodka gummy bears. What's the probably uh, slightly less healthy? What's the portmanteau there? Uh, vodkas. Vodkas. Or possibly gumka. Not to be confused with gymkata. Vummy, vummy bears. <laughs> uh. Vod Vod cummy bears. Oh God, cummy bears. Yes. Yeah, no. Vod cummy bears doesn't really sound as palatable. Uh, some people might find it more appetizing than others. Perhaps. Anyway, moving on. So, so, uh, so the spinach, the canned spinach, wasn't yeah. the superfood that people thought it was. But I mean, admittedly, canned spinach isn't really like a really sexy thing to sell people on. So you had to like spruce it up with some uh, fantasy strength uh potion as it as it affects uh Popeye there. Yeah, and I mean I got to say 
You know, there are some nutrients that break down in the canning process. Uh, canned spinach definitely not as good for you as fresh. Uh, right. But probably the iron content is the same, I want to say. Mm. But, like, it does... It is high in iron. It's just not... It's just not super high it's in not iron. super high and in iron. quite frankly, if you needed it to be crazy high in iron, you could just add iron filings. Like, that's literally what they do to breakfast cereal. Like, you can take breakfast cereal, crush it up into powder, run a magnet over it, and you get, like, little iron dust out of it because they literally put iron dust in the cereal. Interesting. Uh, that's w- weird and kind of messed up. But also, I guess it doesn't really matter if it is something that you can ingest nutritionally. Um, okay, so let, let me let me pitch this to you. Okay, Popeye was actually based on someone that the cartoonist had known in real life. Oh, like, he's literally a sailor guy who was missing an eye. Did he look like that? And he like was just, that? like, real strong. Did he have arms that were, like, horrible I do not believe that that was the case. Okay. No. But I want you to imagine, Luke, think of, like, a real strong, big, healthy person you know. You can pick yourself if you want, but somebody who's real big and strong and healthy. I know plenty think of, of that person. big, strong people. All right. Okay. Go on. Okay. So you're picturing somebody. Yeah. Now you want to make, dial it all the way up to 100, and they're a wacky cartoon character, and you're going to pitch this show to Nickelodeon or Cartoon Network or who the fuck ever, mm. and... This cartoon character gets real strong because they eat blank. This show is premiering today. What superfood do they eat to get super strong, Luke? Okay, before before I specify. Yes. Um we're you're, you're saying like let's try the Popeye route. I'm saying if you were to make Popeye now today, and it wasn't spinach, but you wanted them to be eating something reasonably healthy, like they're not eating vodka bears. Mm-hmm. They're eating something that makes them super strong, and you want kids to emulate this so that the kids get like, oh, I'm going to be super strong, and they eat the thing. You want this person to be eating that thing, and it's their their magical thing that gives them super strength bonus for a limited time. What food is that, Luke? Okay. Maybe it's just like a time magnet. You just kind of swallow, swallow magnet. Magnets. How do they work? I'll tell you how they work. They give you super strength. Uh, here, here's something I want to comment on real quick before we, okay. uh, before I try and expand on this idea. Um, in my real life, uh, I gave blood for the first time a couple of days ago. Oh, nice! Um, Congrats. Yes, thank you. And it was a fascinating experience. We uh, needed to like eat salty snacks before and then like have a bottle of water and uh uh the iron content of your blood uh-huh it's it's important uh my dearest fiance a little bit lower on the iron supply and Shit. she had to actually take she's she's donated blood a dozen times but sometimes it was like too low on iron and it's like a you know bit of a concern so uh have some spinach have some like beef broth and some beef like the day before build up your iron supply take a supplement maybe if it's available and then you got the good blood right then then it's got you, that good blood you can bleed a bunch also i was i have been told i have big beautiful veins which was a new compliment i had not heard before 
uh but happy to do it happy to bleed super well uh one 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 comment on my view of the experience by the way i felt good and strong and healthy and admittedly a little bit nervous uh before and then after i still felt good and strong and a little bit weird like a little touch woozy right but the weird part was i haven't like both states were familiar it's like okay this is strong aware me and this is slightly woozy me but they're both me right right the weird part was how quickly i went from one state to the other so there was this surreal moment of like what the hell happened oh yeah yeah it was the it was the fucking pint of blood now not in my body that would do it so yeah that was just my weird observation about that okay so the way I'm tying so if this you want to do the thing in reverse, obviously just get a transfusion. Sure, and then you get super strong. So maybe we have some kind of blood food. Uh, blood pudding. Blood pudding with some spinach in there. Maybe can we grow some kind of organic plant or something that also has uh, blood? I'm betting blood pudding is real high in iron. Like I yeah. don't know the stats. But if you need iron, blood pudding is where it's at. When you look at the fancy superfoods, they tend to be already existing foods that uh, are not not meat based, not animal based. It's like well, they could be existing, but they 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 are generally going to be like like acai. That's my big touchstone here. It was rare enough that 20 years ago, I would not have known what it was. Okay. I want to consult both of our robots. Oh, fuck. Let's bring out Definition Bot first. Yes, Definition Bot, the good robot. <laughs> don't, don't say that about Schmoogle. Poor Schmoogle. Okay. I didn't say anything about Schmoogle. I'm just saying Definition Bot is good. That's all. Hey, Definition Bot. Uh, good to see you. Uh, we got a question for you. Uh, I wonder if you could define something for us. Uh, by the way, I love the hat. Yeah, it's a super great hat. Uh, what 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 inspired you to put put that on? It is my fancy top hat. I felt like doing some especially fancy definitions today. R really? Okay. Uh, so here, here's here's the definition I seek. Uh, could you please define for us superfood? Superfood is a marketing term for food with supposed health benefits as a result of some part of its nutritional analysis or its overall nutrient density. The term is not commonly used by experts, dietitians, and nutrition scientists, many of whom dispute that particular foods have the health benefits claimed by their advocates. In 2007, the marketing of products as superfoods was prohibited in the European Union unless accompanied by a specific authorized health claim supported by credible scientific research. Wow, okay, so we're doing something that's prohibited in the European Union. We're going to get busted by Interpol. Luke. Yeah, we're basically d making another drug. Yeah, uh, we're, uh, we're going to be tried in the fucking Hague. Okay, uh... uh Thank you very much there, Definition yes, Bot. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Definition Bot. All right. Love the hat. Once again, just stellar hat. The uh, the other robot that I want to ask is... Oh, here we go. I want to ask, ask Schmoogle. Sure. 
Hey, Schmoogle. What are the top superfoods right now? I found 10 on the website harbor.edu. Here are the first four. Berries, high in fiber. Berries are naturally sweet, and their rich colors mean they are high in antioxidants and disease-fighting nutrients. Fish, leafy greens, and nuts. Do you want to hear more? No, thank you. Okay, let me know if you need me. Okay, so those are pretty vague categories. Berries, fish, leafy greens, and nuts. Like, all nuts? Hmm. I mean, candied macadamia nuts. Uh, that's a also, bad example. Also, that, that bit about berries being high in antioxidants because they have bright colors, like, I don't think that's how anything works, really. Yeah. Uh... I don't know what to make of that now because especially fish like that's you know, that, you know how that's many fish uh, there anchovies? are anchovies like yeah like salt cod uh, also that's from harvard edu that that's harvard the fucking school is saying that berries have lots of nutrition because they're brightly colored harvard what are you teaching people well i guess it's not a big deal that, you know, they're saying berries are good for you because berries are good for you. The I mean, issue yeah. is what they're what they're saying and how they're saying it. Uh, OK. And also, like, how do you define leafy greens? Like, there's a lot of leaves out there. That's true. I'm pretty sure every green has leaves at some point. I think you want that sentence the other way around. But it's still wrong because there are <laughs> leaves that are not green. All right. What do you want to make? Uh, I want to take a food that is healthy. I want to say, hey, this is a super healthy food. I want to hype it up. And then I want to just develop an advertising, marketing. This this is a marketing term. I want to develop a campaign that says, hey, everybody, this is a superfood, and we can legally say that in the European Union because here's a health claim by a doctor, and you can eat it in everything. You can get it syrup on ice cream. You can get mm. it in chip form. You should pack it under your eyelids because it's the latest, greatest shit. Because it's so good. Okay, so I think... Good. I think there's another question I want to ask Schmoogle real quick. Oh, um, okay. I, I, we got some superfoods, but I feel like the we food... got what Harvard thinks a superfood <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah. Uh, but uh, God, people who go to Harvard are dumbasses. Yeah, the sh sh what Schmoogle sourced from Harvard. Uh, I want to just ask about uh, food trends as well, because that's sort of a different category of a thing so that will maybe help steer us a little bit sure hey schmoogle what's the top food trends right now sorry i don't know how to help with that okay let me try again hey schmoogle what's the latest food trend sorry i'm not sure how to help leave this in you coward uh i, I will because i i think i'm gonna get it in this last one all right. Uh, just gotta figure out what to say. It's hey. it's like making a wish with a genie. You gotta get the wording exactly right. <laughs> yeah, because if I just say, "Hey, what's a hot food trend right now?" 
it will be like made of fire or something. Anyway. Hey, Schmoogle. What's a food trend? According to Wikipedia, food trends are widespread changes in food preferences. Some such trends prove to be long-lasting. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. That yeah. was garbage. No. <laughs> no, no, no. No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You know pizza. I do. You know what? You know what, Mason? I do know pizza. Like, we think of pizza like that's a common thing now. You can just order a pizza. You can go fucking anywhere in the world. You are never more than an hour away from getting a pizza delivered. But that wasn't always the case. And there was a time in, like, I want to say the 1940s or 50s that, like, American households didn't know what the fuck pizza was Mm. and they had to have an advertising campaign of hey here's this italian flatbread and if you call me i'll bring it to your house that was a weird concept that at some point did not exist and had to be made to exist by pizza restaurants yeah i gotta say i like where you're going with this not only because i would love to provide the world with something that's like on the equivalent scale of a delicious pizza because god knows everybody loves ordering a pizza yeah yeah no it's it's the greatest and like fucking think about smoothies right you put all this fresh fruit in a blender and then you drink the smoothie like there's smoothie places all over the place you can get that in any mall in the civilized world but like that again go back 30 40 years that wasn't a thing like, you go back to 1980 and you go to the mall and you're like, hey, could you put carrots and blueberries in a blender and serve it to me? They're going to look at you like you're from fucking Mars. Yeah, I mean, you're you're half right. Uh, a smoothie like that with, like, carrots and such, yeah, that needed some industrial strength. Yeah, I'm blending. not talking about milkshakes. They yeah, had milkshakes. milkshakes have been around for a bit, but... Yeah. Huh. Okay, so... Here's the problem... We've been tasked with creating a superfood, but super I want I want to keep going in the direction of, uh, uh, you know, a real hot new food, like revolution that changes like, it, it, in so much as we would have a mall food court in the future. What's the greatest new novelty thing? Uh, I'll I'll lead with one thing that's just getting hot out of Toronto right now. Um, uh-huh. The uh, uh, liquid nitrogen few, uh, made ice cream. Ah. So, like, th- they call it, like, dragon's breath and whatever the fuck. But, yeah, you get, like, vapor coming off of this ice cream and you have to sort of, I guess... And then it freezes your tongue and well, you yeah, hit it I with don't, a hammer. I don't know how that part works because clearly it's just ice cream... And not, it doesn't stay as cold as the liquid nitrogen, or it would pose a serious risk, right? Right. Huh. Okay, so let me, let me hit you with this, let me hit you with this. You know what everybody and their brother's been trying to get people to eat, but it has not yet fully caught on the way people are trying to do? Is that bugs? Mm, I, I exactly was going to say bugs. Yeah. So we need a way to make bugs as common and as popular oh, as ordering a pizza. I got it. Oh, oh, as a comment is ordering a pizza. I was going to say, 
uh, I, I was assuming you were going to say how we can make them as exciting, excitingly good for you as a, as a superfood, and therefore I was going to say we just fill them with, with some blood. Uh, I'm not saying no to blood. Yeah. I hear you there. Okay, so we get, like, mealworms or whatever, we feed them some blood, and then we immediately flash freeze them with the liquid nitrogen, and you get these crunchy little umami bug guys and you're just like snacking on them you got the dragon's breath effect going on but you're just snacking on these little umami blood guys okay problem the first okay uh, because i would love to live in a world where i'm like rolling with this as like yeah for sure this is going to be a sexy awesome idea problem the first uh people generally don't associate super cold temperatures very effectively with savory uh, I'm not. I'm not saying it's impossible, but for most people's tastes, if you're going into the super cold, like chill your mouth temperature, uh, you're going sweet, and there's very few exceptions to that rule. All now, right, all right, all right. I, granted, granted. I, I I have had things like a, a corn dessert dish where it was like a corn sorbet that wasn't super sweet that was very awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. But that was in like a fine dining situation and not like on the more pedestrian level of pizza ordering to your house. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Convenience of delivery or having it right there in your home. I like the canned convenience. Uh, can we do something else that's just packaged very ready to go? You don't even have to squeeze it and have it fly through the air. Like just some kind of thing that's fun to open. You crank me a zip, uh, a zip whirl. I want to, I want to get jacked on this good, good, gooey, rich, uh, blood. (laughs) It's the food part that's hard. Okay. 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 Let me pitch you on this. Let me pitch you on this. You compost, right? Oh boy. Here we go. Yes. Uh, I do compost. So imagine. You got this little bucket thing. Maybe it's just off, you know, in in one corner of your kitchen, whatever. It's got like a little airlock type thing in the top, so there's no smell. Anytime you got organic food waste, you've got, it could be meat scraps, could be vegetable scraps, could be whatever. You dump Mm. it in the top, you cycle the little airlock thing, ka-chunk, ka-chunk, it's now down in the little thing. And there's bugs in there. The bugs are eating the the waste, and that's fine. And there's like a little tray you can pull out the bottom. It's got dirt. Again, the dirt is purified. Like maybe it's got like a little microwave thing that quick zaps it. So there's no b- germs in it before you get just before you get it out. And you're okay. like, okay, I got this fresh dirt from my from a garden. But also the bugs that are in there, they're growing, they're maturing, they're getting big. And when they get to a certain size, they sort of naturally just ping up over the top and they drop into this other little container section they immediately get like flash freeze dried or whatever. And you've got this little container off to the other side. You pull that open at any time. There's like, oh, I've got like a bunch of little snacks in there now. And they're already like, they don't even look like bugs anymore. They're compacted down into a convenient bar form. And you don't have to think about the fact that you're eating a live insect. No, it's just like a little protein bar. I wish I was more on board with this one. Because I like I like what you're what you're saying. It's like you home grow your own bugs. Um, 
I don't know. There's something about it that's just. Oh, I know what. It, I, yep, I know it. It's really gross. It's <laughs> you're, you're talking about some garbagey things that is. You're proposing that that is what people should eat. Uh, it's like I trust me. I like the resourcefulness of it. Uh, I don't think we can get many people on board with this. Not I think it's get it going. I think it's as much of a challenge to get people to get into that, even if it was a superfood, uh, as it would be to, like, try some maggot cheese. Like, everybody likes cheese, right? You, you, you know, you'd be willing to eat a bug? Why not try the maggot cheese? Well, I gotta be honest with you. it That's up there. That's gonna be a little bit of a challenge for me. I'm not gonna look at a wriggly piece of cheese and be like, yeah, let's that's have fair. at her. Um, so, because, yeah, I mean, baseline level, there is the instinct that we have had for thousands of years and has served us well for thousands of years that, hey, that thing's got bugs crawling all up in it. Let's not eat that. It's yeah. probably rotten and will kill us. Okay, so like, I want to sort of swing this pendulum the other way a little bit. I want to okay. talk about some food that sounds yummy to just sort of <laughs> counterbalance uh, that. Okay, uh, which so again, what... I, I'm not, I'm not shaming you for that, that idea. I just think it's just a tall fucking order. That that's fair. That's fair. It's a tall order. I understand. Like maybe that could be something that you see on a space station in some sci-fi yeah, thing there you go. where you, there you need go. it. You give but... it context like that, and I get it. You know, if if we were talking about, uh, if we were talking about the Ferengi making these devices. Like in in what would be you know not replicator form, but like this is like the old way they used to do it. Fuck yeah, let me let me get in there. Let me experience your culture. It's, it's kind of like Kevin Costner recycling his pee in Waterworld. Yeah, like I don't want to have that in my kitchen, but in the context of Waterworld, I understand why he's doing it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Uh, I have to say, uh, you know what's better than than drinking pee. In water world, is just it's drinking, drinking water in regular, pee world. Regular, wait, 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 wait. Okay, you know what? Sure, let's head on over to pee world right now. Yay! Hello, dear listeners, and thank you for listening to this, the fifth episode of season three, Superfood. This is a quick break to tell you a few things that you might not know about us, Mason and myself, Luke, uh, as well as to update you on our individual creative endeavors mason is tailstake at tailstake on twitter he does a cool webcomic called forward at forwardcomic.com sci-fi future uh, thing and it's really cool he also does the art for roll to save at roll to save comic.com uh does he do anything else yeah actually he's just actually done a little novella thing that you should look up uh on his patreon patreon.com slash tailstake even if you don't want to commit to uh, donating to his Patreon, there's a preview there. You should check that out. I'm Luke at Less Ashamed on Twitter. Uh, Careful Consideration on YouTube is my uh, first video essay is up there on uh, K-pop uh, queer themes. Uh, Headless Sam, my official preview is coming up in just a second. It's my mashup album. It's going to be coming out this May. It's called Wet Your Whistle. That's my first album uh, it's going to be really fun, and I hope I uh, get you all on board for this thing that I've been working on for about a year and a half, and I just kept kept talking about, and I, you know, now I feel like it's actually warranted. I should have just shut up until now. Anyway, uh, I'm working on some other podcasts and stuff too that uh, they they haven't launched yet, but 
I got to knock out a couple other things first, and then I'll work on that. Hey, uh, if you got a suggestion or two for us for what we should invent, any topic, any theme, anything that you want in the world, uh, if we haven't done it already, uh, we will give it a shot. Shoot those suggestions to H-I-G-A-I show on Twitter or email H-I-G-A-I show at gmail.com. That email is also good if you want to do some kind of ad swap or if you're another podcast or you just want to talk say hi whatever we take fan art and stuff too um all right so that's that's pretty much it for this week uh let's uh let's get to that uh, that preview huh you want to hear a little bit of that mashup goodness all right here, here here's some of that this may luke's mashup comedy album wet your whistle by headless sam will finally be ready Over 50 different artists and hundreds of samples. Over an hour runtime representing a year and a half of work. You have not heard a comedy mashup album like this one. And my personal promise. The sexiest version of Genuine's Pony you've ever heard. Wet Your Whistle by Headless Sam. Check out headlesssam.com this May. I said, are you gonna be my boots? Oh, wait. I still got this fucking Tic Tac in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. No, maybe I was wondering. Ah, nice guy. Mm. Just gotta crunch that. Yeah, crunch that. Mm. Hey, you know what? I'm feeling... A little bit better after having done that. So, is there a source of inspiration from my Tic Tac that I had on our little water cooler break there? Can, can you tell? What if what if a pill was good for you? Well, I mean, most pills, if taken correctly in the right context, are good for you because, like, they that's why they make pills. Yeah, I mean, if they if you eat. A suppository. That's. Not... I mean, there are a lot of pills you can take incorrectly that are bad for you in that context, or like if it's not prescribed to you, or if it's a, a drug that's a narcotic. But by and large, the vast majority of pills are going to be good for you because you're supposed to take them. I'm sorry. The vast majority of pills are going to be good for you? The vast majority of pills that are taken... I choose to believe in all of human history are pills that were intended to be taken by the people taking them to make them feel better. Yes. I would have to guess you're you're probably right. I would say maybe like 75% of the pills that have been made if you were to take them or for that intended purpose. But I don't know, man. Like We don't have a great sense of scale and scope because we only know the over-the-counter ones. Yeah, like, have... I have no sense of how many pills have been created and consumed in the entirety of human history. Like, that's a number yeah. that and, I do not have a grasp on. And, like, us looking at uh, us looking at the over-the-counter stuff and uh, even the street drugs stuff, uh, that does not even begin to encompass, like, an entire hospital worth of pills, right? Like... I'm sure some of them are stronger situational p- 
pills that are bad under the wrong circumstances. Yeah, but I mean, they they wouldn't make the pills if they were just straight up bad for you. There are circumstances for the vast majority of those pills wherein you take it and it's it's a good thing to do. Mm. Yes, welcome to our pharmaceutical podcast. Uh, Welcome to our fucking tautology podcast where we talk about whether or not good things are good. Yes. Speaking about good things, I guess... Uh, Great segue. Yeah, well, I mean, what do you think about this here superfood I'm holding in my hand? What, what, what's that? What, what's in my hand? Look at that. What is that? Well, I can tell you that <laughs> it is... Oh, it's a little squishy. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely plant-based because, yep. you know, we want to, you know, have something that's good for vegetarians and vegans and such. Ooh, it's it's le- leaking a little bit. Uh, You know you know why? What, why is that? Uh, you know, celery, when you put it in, like, you ever do that thing where it's like a, it's like a science experiment, you put the celery in the colored water, and the, uh, the little straws up the side suck it up, and you can see how it sucks up the, the colored water? Yeah. That is celery that you're holding, but it was put in special nutrient water, and now, you know how they always say celery has no nutrition? Not this celery, that celery is chock-a-block full of nutrition. That's like the most protein you've ever seen in a vegetable, because it actually just sucked up some protein and iron and amino acids. Um, okay. What about blood? It's celery that was grown in blood. I mean... We could probably put some stuff in that good celery juice that would really make it make it something. Like, okay, what if it's we took? Celery. What if we took all the nutrients out of some meat and we made that the the juice for that celery? And then you just paired them together anyway. Like you just take that flavorless meat and you put it back on the celery. Nice little switcheroo. Know what I'm saying? Do you, uh, know, do you know what I am saying? No, I, I don't actually. Okay. What about, what about cheese some more? Huh? Cheeses. Che- cheeses, yeah. Okay, uh, cheeses are are pretty good. Well, okay, good uh, cheese, super cheese, superfood cheese. Yeah, superfood cheese, absolutely. The, that's the thing about cheese. Cheese is very, um, it, it's very malleable. There's a lot of different shit that you can put in cheese. A lot of different ways that you can create cheese. You can make it from all different kinds of milk. You can put whatever the kind of you know spices or fruits or whatever yep. into the cheese. Uh, I've had cheese that like had a special ash rind. I've mm. had cheese that was made with various kinds of booze. Mm. So presumably you can make cheese with whatever. Oh, oh, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Cheese, you know what makes cheese? Bacteria, right? So if we have like special bacteria that is super good at making superfood cheese. Special bacteria like you would find in yogurt. Blood. Blood. Yes, that's it. I'm going to put my blood in some milk and it will turn the milk into super cheese. Oh, jeez. This is something now. What if With we had in it? What if we just put blood into everything? Like we had some blood How celery. about we just drink each other's blood all the time? I mean, like, I didn't say that. I mean, straight from the source, that's a little too much. That's like saying like, "Oh, obviously uh 
you know, 99% alcohol is the best kind of alcohol. Like, no, you want, you want to get a little bit of alcohol content in some of these other nice fermented drinks that are, you know, on a range. Well, did you see, like, for a hot minute there, there was a trend where, like, rich people were getting blood transfusions from younger people to try and be younger oh, and have God. more vitality. And there had to be, like, an actual medical report that went out that was like, hey, don't do this. It does not actually confer any benefits to get a younger person's blood in you. Oh, that's messed up. Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, uh, I actually used that as a plot point, actually. Uh, mm. I ran a tabletop RPG that was sort of uh, spy-flavored, you know, 007 okay. kind of deal. Yep. Yep. And that was one of the, the main fetishes of the Superville bad guy, was he wa- he loved getting blood transfusions from younger people because he believed that it gave him vitality. And so I got to have this real creepy scene where one of the agents is like coming up and she's like going to seduce him. And he's like, ah, such beautiful skin. Tell me, what's your blood type? And it's just mm-hmm. like, oh, oh, so good. Like he literally wants to take some of your blood and put it in himself. God. It, it is... It is a squirmy. That's a squirmy one. It it it, it really it. played well. Like that was a that was a good moment. All right. Um. Maybe I should like ease up a little bit on the whole blood angle. Yeah, I'm we got like... blood and we got bugs. Like this is not a superfood. This is a goosebumps. You know, cover. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Are we on to something there? Geese. Geese. Wait. And geese. Their bumps. Yeah, no geese bumps. The bumps that are on geese. Mm, I actually crazy. saw some wild turkeys today. Oh, really? Did you eat them? I did not. We did not yeah. stop to try and catch any of them. But I, I I don't know why I'm bringing that to the table right now. That doesn't do anything. <laughs> That's just some birds. <laughs> Shit. Okay, okay, we're not we're not eating birds. We're not eating bird shit. Okay, like, foraging. Foraging is the new superfood trend, but foraging for something people haven't foraged for yet. Wild blood. <laughs> no, stop going back to blood. Jesus. Okay, 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 okay. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Okay. Foraging, super great. Right. People love the feeling of it. It feels like you're getting back to nature. It feels like it's a real good thing to do. But in the wilderness, there's plants that can kill you and there's like bad shit all over the place. Like you, you go and get a berry and you don't know if, you know, a deer pissed on it a second ago. Like, like foraging feels good it feels adventurous but you're not always assured of the quality of what you get yep. what if what if here's my pitch imagine a big think of like an indoor soccer stadium right like it's technically indoors but it's large enough maybe it's got like sort of a greenhouse kind of effect going it feels like it's a real secluded like forest patch and so like we stock this artificial environment it's Got tons of plants and animals and stuff like that, but it's all safe. It's all plants and bugs and animals that you can just grab and eat. And we charge you like 
10 bucks, come on in and you can forage and whatever food you find, you can keep. Okay, here's uh, here's the problem I'm thinking about. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, so I'm thinking about like when we used to go blueberry picking as kids. Oh, when we were kids. When we were kids. Uh, okay, remember when we went to the blueberry fields and we'd do like blueberry picking? I do remember that, and they had like the artificial gunshot noise every oh, so yeah, often to scare the birds, the birds off. And then we would just eat like as like a lot of berries. We did do that, yes, because we like had no work ethic to speak of. None any, whatsoever. A, and it was just free food, but it was hot sun. Uh, yeah. But you could maybe keep some if you didn't just put them all in your goddamn mouth. But why would we do that? Because like we could just kind of keep eating until our stomachs hurt. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Learned a lot. Yeah. Okay, Love so um, yeah, that's 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 the part that when we were kids. Uh, but also, the that was a controlled environment for food that people could forage for, and it was very much like laid out for you, obviously. Yeah, but it was like the one or two kinds of things. Like there might it's be a monoculture. It's a monoculture. Yeah, I don't want that. You're talking about. I'm talking about an artificial foraging environment. You are wandering through this and you're like, ooh, here's an oyster mushroom. Ooh, here's some wild strawberries. They're the little ones, but you know they're they're super sweet. Oh, over here, look, there's some honeycomb. Oh, over here, look, there's some leafy greens that I know I can eat because I can eat everything here. Okay, so what you're kind of describing is you take take a greenhouse that grows everything. Yeah. Okay, just everything. But and but it other... it feels real like it, it's like a fucking theme park. It feels like you're foraging in a magical forest. Right. But you take all of the like essentially like the different monoculturally grown things that are all in rows and organized or whatever and you take a couple of them out and you 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 plant them in amongst a bunch of things that are just like trees and whatever else things, you know, yeah, yeah. you have people monitoring this to make sure that everything's growing effectively, uh, working well with other things that are there. Yeah. We don't want any nightshade mistakenly getting in here. Everything that you can see and grab that looks like a food is in fact a food. Right. And everything is, uh, you know, some things are more out in the open. Some things are a little bit more hidden. But I think the the key, the secret is, is that there's sort of a checkout part of it. That if you're gonna take a whole grocery bag of shit home, you need to actually pass by somebody who just just checks what you got, so that they know what to replace, basically. Yeah, because somebody might be going in there just for the like foragey mushrooms, right? Yeah, and they clear out every single mushroom, and then the next person who comes along, they're like, aw, where's all the mushrooms? I, I, I gotta say, I don't hate this. It's kind of like taking the farmer's market experience and the uh, the do-your-own-damn-work novelty. I, I just, the part that I'm not quite getting is how this makes sense from an economic standpoint. Like, how do you make this business model break even without massive subsidies from the government or something? Like, is that, Or is, alternately is that making it like 200 bucks to go in, yeah. I mean, that would make sense if you had some really exclusive and elusive shit. But, like, even if you, if the, you know, it's the freshest mushroom they ever had, 
they picked it straight from the soil that morning. Yeah, or like the farmer's market. Or I could go get it from a goddamn store, yeah. Uh, But also, uh, you know, you still got to carry it home and then put it in the fridge and then think about what you're going to cook with it. You know, like it's not like actual foraging done by people that like would take it directly to the chef and then put it on your table that night. Yeah, like the benefit of actual foraging is that it's free. Yeah. There was actually a really cool chef on one of those uh uh chef's table episodes on Netflix where yeah. that was that was his thing, man. He based at least one course of what he served at his like fancy restaurant that day off of what he fucking found. Like he would just go to a different part of the island and find stuff and grab it all. You know what I've often thought that I want to do uh as like a cooking challenge based on my local grocery um is okay iron chef time you can cook whatever you want you can buy whatever you want from the grocery store but you can only buy something that some other shopper picked up and then put back in the wrong place oh that's fun because there's always like oh somebody left a whole roast chicken over here by the canned soups what kind of fucking barbarian does that seriously yeah okay uh I think I have a little sci-fi spin for how I can make this our own. Okay. Okay. Because like what we're describing so far is just a business model that I don't know if it could work or whatever, but we, we still were supposed to do a yeah, superfood. Super I kind of got uh, off track a little bit. That's not no, a superfood. I, I was, I was kind of inviting us to steer a little off the path this time around. And I, I don't regret that, but I had to put us back on the path here. All right. Everything in this crazy, like, greenhouse stadium, whatever the fuck you want to call it, that we're, whatever this is that we're making, everything inside there is not just got the great outdoors and environment, but if this is an enclosed space, if we, mm-hmm. if we made it an enclosed space, we're pumping it full of, like, good nutrient gas yes see i was we are we are on the same wavelength because like can you put nutrients in the water can you put nutrients in the air can you vape a nutrient uh in the land of imagination you can i gotta imagine like it hits the it hits the lungs like it's going straight into the bloodstream so if we can vape like some vitamin b12 or something like that's good yeah, like I'm saying we at every possible uh occurrence here we are breeding and mutating and uh just trying to grow us the wildest shit and you can only get it from inside of there. And then maybe the way that you the, the catch to that is anything you take outside of there is really good and really fresh but also at 48 hours it is just dust. Like yeah, it's okay, got I a super it. super short expiry uh or uh, expiration date and like the nutrients are so good in there but it it comes at a price that that is how we charge the premium. Right, right. You know, somebody on the other side of the planet's like, "Oh, you got the good greens uh from the from the good place." But man, this is going to turn into ash in like 4 hours, but you got it on the t- on, you know, into the pan in time. Yeah, okay. Okay, I can see it. I can see it. I mean, this is this is us 
taking it fully into that sci-fi zone, but I'm I, fine with the with the sci-fi zone. Okay, so the superfood essentially is the stuff that is grown within this. I, I keep picturing like the Pokemon Safari Zone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. You know what? Like, I would be fine with making it like a, another kind of treasure hunt just to just for the for the fun of it. So, like, you're looking around and you're not only finding food, but maybe once every hundred times, you might also find like a set of earrings. You might find like a bracelet or something, and it's just like, ooh, I found a thing over here, and I'm gonna put that in my in my bin along with the food because you're you're not only foraging, you're like fucking treasure hunting. Sure, I mean, I are are you suggesting that we uh are like artificially inject that, and we are hiding jewelry in this? Yeah, no, zone? turn turn the whole thing into an adventure experience. Fuck it. I mean, I don't, I don't mind. I think that we could do something like that. I guess the adventure experience part of it is, I, I think we have some similar but slightly differing visions of this because I'm taking like a more business kind of approach of like, how do we make this an effective, like high end replacement for the farmer's market? Whereas I'm picturing something closer to fucking Pottermore. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't mind. Okay. Well, okay. Let's, let's, let's frame it this way. Uh, if you take both flavors, right, let's just yeah. make them distinct again. Okay. My, my coat of paint is, this is the highest end, uh, produce you will ever have. And yeah, you got to find it yourself. And yeah, it's going to turn to ash in 48 hours. But if, if you go to the restaurant, that's right beside, uh, where one of these is, he'll cook it up fresh for you. But that's why it costs so much because it's like this premium product. Uh, the verdict is: Do you prefer this, which I will call uh, Super Green Safari? Super Green Safari. I like it. All right. Or you you give yours some flavor now. Go ahead. Okay. So mine is more like like uh, an adventure like it's foraging foraging is really a form of treasure hunting when you think about it so you go in and the whole place it feels wild it feels like you're walking through a, a secret you know oasis a secret hidden forest somewhere and you're finding not only like rare mushrooms on the sides of gnarled trees and and berries and stuff but you're also finding like maybe there's a, a half-hidden treasure chest peeking up from under the thing maybe there's like uh, a ring uh, and oh hey is that a is that a real gem in it i don't know but i'm gonna pick it up and put it in my pocket and you find all these treasures and mm -hmm. like they don't weigh it as you're coming out it's you go in, you have like an hour to wander around and you can just take out what you can carry. Uh, and yeah, it's a premium to get in, but it's it's an experience. Like maybe even there's fairy light shows and little puzzles and stuff. And the whole thing is it's like, oh, it's an adventure. Like you could bring your kids along and they'll talk about it for the rest of their goddamn lives because it's an adventure experience and also you get to eat it. 
Mm. So I think what what yours is is more of like a you you'll never know what you're going to find. Trying to yeah. chase chase that energy. No, don't don't go in because you want lunch before you go back to work. Like you right. go in because this is a special event. Right, and I guess I'm not suggesting that my version of super green. What do you what do you want to call yours first? Okay, uh, well yours is super green safari, and mm-hmm. mine's the opposite of that. So it's uh repus nirg no dude come on irafas no what is the adventure oh you just call it the adventure zone that's perfect sure yeah no it's the adventure zone do you like the adventure zone (laughs) okay that verdict is gonna be pretty heavily skewed (laughs) so no just call it uh uh taz gardens or something sure taz gardens sure okay so you got Taz Gardens, uh, I'm not suggesting that what you'd find in the Super Green Safari is uh, predictable. I don't think it's like, oh, go down this aisle. I still want there to be the forging element, but mostly because I want everything growing there to be pristinely in its like natural habitat, but with more mutant nutrient like yeah, no, I think in. we're both on board with the extra nutrients. Yeah. All right. Wow. This is... Can I... Uh, this is this is a very, hey, I've got an idea show right here. Yeah, yeah, this, this is, is a this is a good app. This is, this is a very on-brand app. Agreed. I have to say. And if you think you've got something that you would like to hear us invent, that you're just hearing this and you're like, oh, man, I wish they would invent a whatever it is mm-hmm. we'll we'll do it we'll fucking do it we'll do it absolutely we'll we'll do it for free no questions asked we're gonna make things well i mean every some week. questions we every week we're gonna make something we might as well make your thing why not we might ask some questions uh and we won't even uh say no to anything we might say no there will be like no really bad no qualms. If it's something we've already done, we're, we would say no to that. No matter how bad it is, we might say we, we will might have qualms absolutely and do it. And you can submit that at yeah. HIGAI show or to the email HIGAI show at gmail.com. Mason. Yes. I got a suggestion here for next week. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. What is it? What is it? It's from our friend Ryan. Uh, we're going to invent a new shave. A shave method? A way to shave? Yeah, I mean, I figure shave is the best way to encapsulate that because it's not, not necessarily razor, not necessarily shaving the verb. It It's it's the shave. It is a a all way of, of removing hair from the face or possibly the top of your head if you're me or possibly legs or armpits or groin or wherever a hair is that you do not want a hair to be. The hair removal system designed by us will remove your hair. Mm-hmm. And that's coming up in just one week. Yep. And until that next day, this has been, hey, I've got an idea show with some needlessly creative conversation. Yes, and folks, remember, thumbs up, monorail eggplant. Uh, Good night, everybody. Good night. (laughs) 